What did I miss? Have you ever come into a situation or come into a conversation having missed something? I have at times. I'm sure we all have. Uh, we, we, we weren't there and we missed some of the context or we missed some of uh, what, what went before. Imagine, though, being Thomas. As Lynn just read to us, he missed being there with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them, as we looked at last week in our series, Encountering Jesus Beyond, uh, Beyond Easter, where, when they were at the place of fear and the disciples were gathered there and Jesus appeared and, and, and Thomas wasn't there. He missed it. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us why he wasn't there. We don't know where he was. But while the other disciples had shifted from the place of fear to the place of joy, Thomas was not there. He missed encountering the risen Jesus. As, uh, as it tells us in what Lynn just read to us, verse 24, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the disciples, came, uh, so the disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas was at the place of doubt. He, he, he said to them, his response, he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, it seems to me that Thomas has been somewhat unfairly uh, caricatured as uh, doubting Thomas. Because the reality is, the other disciples, uh, uh, early that first Easter morning, uh, they doubted too. They found themselves at the place of doubt. It wasn't just Thomas. And uh, many others in the Bible found themselves at the place of doubt as well, along the path of life and faith. From, uh, from, from Abraham in the Old Testament who doubted, to, to Moses, to Peter and, and, and John the Baptist even, they all at times found themselves at the place of doubt. Most of us too, dare I suggest, at one time or another, we'll find ourselves at the place of doubt. Maybe you've never struggled with doubts in your pathway of life and faith. And if that's the case for you, well, that's wonderful. But I want to suggest that you're the exception rather than the norm. The reality is that most of us in different ways and at different times can, like Thomas, be doubters. Some of us might be occasional doubters, while others of us might be at the place of doubt more frequently. The question is, can doubt and faith coexist? Well, when you look closely at the Bible and at the first followers of Jesus, they certainly did, like with Thomas. Even and especially at the place of doubt, they encountered Jesus. So let's take a closer look at these verses where, where uh, another appearance of the risen Jesus is described. It's a week after Easter, and uh, let's see what we can discover about encountering Jesus at the place of doubt. First thing we discover is that encountering Jesus at the place of doubt can come as something doesn't fit neatly within our framework of life or faith. As in those verses I read to you, the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. What did Thomas say? Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
Why was Thomas doubting what the other disciples were telling him about seeing the risen Jesus? He, he journeyed with Jesus, he journeyed closely with him, he journeyed closely with these other disciples. But the reason it seems to me that he was doubting was that it didn't fit within his understanding of what could be possible. It didn't fit within his framework of life and faith. Thomas was not expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. It made no sense to him. The resurrection of Jesus did not fit neatly or for that matter at all into either the Greco-Roman or the Jewish worldview of the time or for that matter any other worldview then or since. Dead people don't come back to life. Yet Jesus, as the Son of God, did. But what Jesus was inviting Thomas to do when Jesus showed up again, this time when, Je- when Thomas was there, were, is described in verse 26 and 27. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Remember that from, from last uh, time. Uh, again, Jesus, uh, it's almost a repeat of what Jesus did a, a week earlier. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. What was Jesus inviting Thomas to do? He was inviting him to reevaluate the framework for faith and life that he had held to. He was inviting him to reevaluate the perspective where the Messiah cannot die, where the resurrection cannot take place on earth. To, as he reevaluated that, to be open to recognise that God was at work in ways beyond what Thomas had thought possible. When what takes place in life or in faith doesn't fit neatly within our framework of life or faith, how do you respond? How do I respond? Can I dare to suggest that we, we perhaps don't respond that differently to Thomas? Often with doubt. We can doubt God's care. We can doubt God's character. We can doubt God's capacity to do something. And Jesus' disciples, uh, including Thomas, in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 38, they were all at sea, literally, with what's going on. And, and, and the story is probably familiar to you. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 38. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care? Don't you care if we drown? Here they are, they're all at sea and it didn't fit their framework what was happening here either. And they're questioning God's and doubting God's care for them. They're doubting, uh, they're doubting whether Jesus could or would deal with this situation. And we too can easily be the same along the pathway of life and faith when what unfolds doesn't fit neatly within our framework of thinking. Jesus invites us to be open to hear, to be open to new ways that God might be at work. To be open to, uh, to 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 thinking outside of our neat framework of life and faith. It's the first discovery from here, but the second discovery out of uh, this passage is that uh, encountering Jesus at the place of doubt takes involves looking at something more closely for ourselves. 
What happens? Thomas, uh, Thomas says, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to believe that Jesus has risen from the dead unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side. And Jesus shows up and Jesus invites him to do exactly that, to take a closer look. Thomas was sceptical. What was he doing when he didn't take the, what the other disciples said at face value? He was being a sceptic. He was being sceptical, but not in a way that, that uh, just didn't believe no matter what, but rather in a way that didn't believe unless he saw for himself. Scripture tells us that. He, he wanted to see for himself. There's a difference between doubting and unbelief. Say that again. There's a difference between doubting and unbelief. Genuine doubt is our mind struggling to make sense of something, yet being prepared to openly and honestly see for ourselves and take a closer look for ourselves as Thomas did. Unbelief is something quite different. That's when we shut ourselves off or we aren't open to God and his work no matter what, where we aren't open to taking a closer look, a genuine and honest closer look. The word scepticism actually means to look at something more closely, to scrutinise, to see closely for ourselves when we might doubt. And uh, this is exactly what Jesus invites Thomas to do here in this passage. And it's what he invites you and I to do as well when we may doubt, to, uh, to take a closer look, to, uh, to, 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 to look for ourselves because it's as we do that we can encounter Jesus in new ways. That was Thomas's experience, and it can be yours and mine too. Christianity is not about just, uh, just taking something without taking a closer look. Far from it. It, it, it actually is about taking a closer look. It is actually is about being open to uh, what God might be doing, to, uh, to, to, to look and to hold faith and doubt together, to hold um, uh, skeptic, what people would say scepticism, and yet out of scepticism, the third discovery is that encountering Jesus at the place of doubt, that doubt can actually strengthen our faith. In our back garden, we have some decorative stones as a part of a pathway that you walk on. And you could say, could, they, could someone stumble on those stones? Yes, potentially they could. They could potentially stumble. But in reality, those stones function as stepping stones. Doubt can be like that. Yes, doubt possibly could and potentially can be a stumbling block in faith. But in reality, doubt can, actually, can and it does actually function as a stepping stone to greater faith because that's exactly what happened here with Thomas. On the other side of his doubt... Thomas found a clarity and a conviction about his faith in Jesus that was stronger than ever before and that we don't see expressed by the other disciples. Verse 28, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. I've been through that in my own journey of life and faith. When I was a, a, a young adult, uh, there were some things that I was sceptical about at, at, at university, uh, I, uh, but, but through, as I, as I took a closer look at, um, at, at Christianity, as I took a t- closer look at, at the foundation of the Christian faith a- against uh, all the other faiths and uh, many different worldviews, what did I discover? Like, exactly like Thomas, that, that, uh, that, that 
Jesus truly is Lord and Jesus truly is God and that the Christian faith is, is truly credible and, and is worth uh, not only discovering but is worth making the foundation of your life. Thomas comes to the place of acknowledging Jesus not just as his risen saviour but as his Lord, the one who he is bringing every part of his life including his doubts to and as his God. Thomas doesn't just say to Jesus, you are Lord and God. He says, my Lord and my God. It's personal. Thomas's heart, as well as his head, is responding to Jesus with a strengthened faith. And we don't see any of the other disciples responding in the way that Thomas did. Thomas is known for his doubt, but Thomas's faith was strengthened like none of the other disciples were out of his doubt. I want to leave you with the words of someone else who encountered Jesus. In, uh, in Mark chapter 9, there was a father who brought his son before Jesus. His son was in a terrible way. And he brought his son before Jesus with these words. I do believe, but help me overcome my doubts. I do believe, but help me overcome my doubts. Perhaps you have been or even are still at that place of belief. And faith, yet doubt. This man that brought his son to Jesus was was filled with faith. He believed, yet he had doubts. But that didn't stop him from coming to Jesus. That didn't stop him from asking, help me. Help me overcome my doubts. And it didn't stop Jesus from working in his life and his situation either. Jesus doesn't condemn us with our doubts. But he meets us where we're at, even at the place of doubt. Still today, he is able to take our small seed of faith and work to grow it as we are willing to open ourselves up to him and to his work. So today, whoever you are, wherever you might be at in your path of life and faith, Jesus invites you to take a closer look at who he is, to take a closer look at what he's done and what he can continue to do and to be open to encountering him like never before in your life, even out of the place of doubt. Let's pray. Whatever your situation today, whatever place of life and faith you might be at, will you be prepared to take a closer look at who Jesus is, at what he's done and what he can do? Will you be prepared to reach out to Jesus with some faith, small or large, and say, help me overcome my doubts. The Bible says that those, uh, God says that those who seek him will find him. That those who come to him, no matter how, how, how little their faith might be, that God is able to work, God is able to grow our faith. No matter how significant the doubts might be, that we are able to encounter God and his work, even at the place of doubt, in new ways, in ways that can strengthen our faith. If you're not a believer today, if you've never taken that step of faith in Jesus, I want to invite you to genuinely look more closely at Jesus. Not look at the church, not look at religion, but look at Jesus and look at at what a relationship with him means and, and look at who he is so that you too 
I trust and pray, will come to that place like Thomas of saying, my Lord and my God. And if you are a believer, but you struggle with doubts, I want to invite you to allow Jesus to meet you where you're at too, to be at work, even in the midst of your doubts, to draw you closer to him and to strengthen your faith so that like Thomas too, you can have a clarity and a conviction about your faith and about who Jesus is and about the difference that he makes, the risen Saviour and the risen Lord in your life. So wherever you're at today, whoever you are, my prayer is, or Jesus' invitation for you, he reaches out to you. He meets you where you're at. How will you respond? How will you respond to him? Will you be open? Will you be open to seeing for yourself like Thomas was? Don't shut him out, but take a genuine look and allow him to do what only he can do in your life and in your faith. Thank you, Jesus. For who you are. Thank you for the way you respond to us, despite all that we're not. And afresh today, may we encounter you even at the place of doubt, I pray. We ask this in and through the name of Jesus, Saviour, Lord and God, in whose name we pray. Amen.